and then the rest of y'all that already seated, you can stay seated. <laughs> Father, we just ask on this beautiful Sabbath day that your word would have place in our heart. It would sink deep down in our hearts. Bring about a transformation that will bring a light to the people of this world. Not only them, but first and foremost to ourselves. We give you glory for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> uh, hallelujah. Brother Buddy and um, Mother Thomas, you know, they've been two uh, people who have been faithful supporters of the ministry uh, over the years. And I mean, we're talking about years. Month after month, because um, we stay in touch with them. Because, you know, one of them lives way up in Virginia and the other one lives way down in Texas. And um, so they pretty much keep up with the ministry and stay abreast with it. Um, those just uh, two of the people who, who faithfulness have just continued. Um, throughout the years. Because, you know, I use their um, offerings because a lot of people don't know that, um, oh, right, let me just go this route. Some people assume that when you go click on the website that it's just automatically supposed to be there and that it doesn't cost nothing. A lot of people don't know it actually costs us about $110 a month to keep their website running. So I said, huh, what? Yeah, there's a lot of things that go on you don't know. And, um, you know, the world think that you have the ministry because you're trying to get people to listen to what you have to say. And, of course, that could be nothing farther from the truth. Um, you know, I really hate to... blow a lot of people's mind, but I'm not trying to get anybody uh, to listen to anything I've got to say. And when you have a mind today that is submitted to so many different thought patterns, you never know how words, when they're being communicated, is going to be translated, deciphered, understood, and broken down by the time it reaches your mind. Does that make any sense on that? Because ultimately people understand based on the understanding they already have in their mind. So if you're trying to put understanding into someone's mind, it first has to come in, enter in, and then it has to be there for a while. 
And it has to grow before it can bring forth the fruit. I told a man some time ago uh, who said he wanted to be honorable. Uh, should I call you pastor? Should I call you Mr. Dow? Should I call you this? Call you that? I'd say you can call me anything you want to, but don't call me pastor because I am not your pastor. Now, by the time it had got to his mind, who knows what way he could have been offended. Well, maybe he didn't think nothing about it. All I did was tell the truth. You know, I'm not everybody's pastor, and I don't desire to be everybody's pastor. Paul said that the people of his day was the seal of his apostleship. And just by the mere fact that Sabbath after Sabbath you come to hear what I have to say is showing the seal of my pastorship. Now, let me put us all on point and online. God is the one who calls. God is the one who saves. Amen. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And none of us are sitting here by choice. At the inception of salvation, we chose Jesus. And in that decision, we didn't know that while we had become begotten of the Father, that this was going to be part of the path in our life. Did I say something wrong, brother? Am I making sense? You know, I'm trying to talk to people who have understanding. I speak to you because I know you have understanding. Uh, just yesterday, I was speaking in the dining hall, and if I had bought yesterday's message that I spoke in the dining hall and I bought it up here. And I tried to, uh, let's say, put it out for others to hear. They would not even understand. They wouldn't understand anything that I had to say. So it's difficult trying to convey something that is truthful when the mind is already set against a particular way. Am I making any sense? Now, we're here to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And so, you know, the world calls this the beginning of the new year. And nothing could be further from the truth than that statement. As a matter of Fact. Did you hear that? See, we can't continue to, to go on to be um, ignorant in this life um, or be wise to ignorance and be dumb to facts. The fact is, and the truth of the matter is, is that we're at the end. Of the year. We only have a few months left before this year is completed, and then we'll be in the beginning. Amen. Amen. That's right. Now, 
you you do understand that I'm coming from this perspective right here. You know what I mean? That that's how my mind is shaped, and that's how I allow my mind to be shaped. No, as I said, allow my mind to be shaped because God makes many suggestive terms in this book right here. But in his suggestions, and while he's setting before us a way of life and death, he always tells us which way he wants us to go. Now, whether we go that way is another story. Are you following me? So as we are going into uh, the new year, uh, we're going to be doing a whole lot more, giving a whole lot more understanding to what's going on spiritually. Um, people not developing today because they don't have this in their mind. That's right. Amen. You can't go to the source you've always drawn from and expect change. Am I making sense? You know, I'm deliberately speaking slow this morning for understanding purposes. You can't continue to do the things you've always done. Think about it. The things you've always done has that been successful. You don't understand what I mean. The only time something changed in your life is when you accepted the true way. And the true way, there's only one way. And that one way is Jesus. This life has a a perpetual circle that if you go a certain direction you don't have to have too much discernment um, to know where it's going to end all you got to have is just simple understanding not making sense and the bible teaches us that those who are mature and those who have exercised their senses. They not only discern good. But they discern evil. And what's taking the world captive more than anything? The evil way. So if you only know good and you don't know the evil. You can easily deceive yourself. And allow yourself to be deceived. Is that right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, God willing, God permit, we're going to spend a lot of time giving understanding and making sense of a lot of things that is going on. Um, many of you in understanding are going to be left behind in understanding. You may be here bodily, physically, but in understanding you're going to be left behind because, you see, there is something tangible about truth. When you accept and embrace the truth, no matter what truth, because Jesus is truth, but when you come to the knowledge of, let me use this word, truths, that in the word, what it does is it, it opens up a door. And when you step through that door, you progress to a greater truth, meaning understanding. 
And the more truth you embrace, the greater your understanding. Am I making sense? Jesus says that uh, he stands at the door and knocks. And he said, if any man will hear my voice and open the door, that door is your heart. He said he would come in. Not just coming in just to stay for a moment and then leave, but he said, I'm going to come in, I'm going to sup with you, I'm going to abode with you, I'm going to be with you. I want to live with you. Now, believe it or not, a lot of people just don't want Jesus abiding with them. They don't mind him visiting every once in a while. But you have to come to the reality of what this life is all about. You see, a lot of people uh, think that this life is all about your pleasure for the present time. And I said a statement yesterday um, that the world wouldn't understand. And that statement was that life begins at death. And I used the analogy of how that um, Jesus said, if thou will enter into life, then what are we doing right now then? See, I, I'm sure that he understood what he was talking about. I'm sure he had perfect understanding. I'm serious. It's for us to come to that understanding. Am I making sense? So well, that's why I'm here this morning is, is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Because we have the scripture above our head over here. But I'm going to read you the, the verse before that, okay? We're all familiar with Jeremiah uh, 3.15 because we see it. Every Sabbath we come into the assembly. Is that right? Well, let's read verse 14 here for a second. I want you to listen because I have no desire that you remained in bondage in any area of your life. Uh, Jesus said, I, I come uh, to set my people free. And we assume that because we don't have physical chains around our neck. Around our ankles and around our feet. Um, especially if you're earthly minded, cardinal minded, you assume that you're free. But there are so many people that are not free. There are so many people in bondage. In bondage to fear. In bondage to sins and addictions. And there, I'm serious, brother and sister. Believe it or not. You see, what happens with us is because we continue to keep experiencing freedom. We just continue to keep on being more and more free. And as life go along, you know, we, get, we just continue to keep going. And so sometime in that freedom, we forget that one time we were bound. And because once you taste a little bit of freedom, you want more. And you want more. And, you, and then you continue to keep going and because there's only one that sets free. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. But it says uh, in Jeremiah 3, um, it says in verse 14, it says, turn, old backsliding children. Did y'all hear that? What does it say? What? Turn? Turn. turn. 
That means change your course of direction. Old backsliding children, saith the Lord. Then he says, for I am married unto you. And I will take you, one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. So the whole idea is, is that he wants to be married to us. Is that right? And he's also letting us know that he is not going to be married to everybody. When you read the words, one of a city and two of a family, or one of a family, well, let me see, what does it say? Yeah, one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. The Zion is the kingdom. You follow? He's not letting you know that everybody's coming along. He's talking to his children. Hallelujah. And in that turning, look what he says. Look what he says. He says, I will give you pastors according to my heart. Did y'all hear that? Now, I often throw the statement in there that's not according to your heart. See, you have a way that you understand. And you have a way that you personally believe. Every one of us did. And every one of us still do in certain aspects and areas of our life. But in this instant, to be bought under Zion, God says, I'm going to give you pastors according to my heart, his heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Not only just the knowledge, but understanding. Because I tell people all the time that this book is closed. You're not amazed at the thousands upon millions of people that carry this book? And the thousands upon the millions of people that read this book yet and still they're in a yoke of bondage. And they're not getting free. And they're not free. Do you understand that? So I'm going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Is that right? Now, over in 2 Timothy 1.7, we're all familiar with the scripture. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. And we know that fear is a spirit. We also know that fear is not a holy spirit in context of what we're reading. Is that right? He's making a distinction right here. He's letting us know that fear is a spirit. Because the scripture says God has not given us the spirit of fear. Now look what he has given us. But a power the Holy Spirit. Love that comes from the Father. A sound mind that comes from the Word, which is Jesus Christ made flesh. The Word of God. Do you understand that? So, a, the soundness of mind, the stillness of mind only comes from the Word of God. You can't go out here and read uh, a book by a certain philosopher and expect to obtain to a sound mind. It only comes from the word of God. So with that one spirit. He's given us all kinds of things to deal with. The, that particular spirit. And not only that spirit. But everything in life. He's given us power. Love and a sound mind. He's given us the Holy Spirit. 
We know that the Father's love because God so loved the world, did he not? Yes. He loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yes. That whosoever, see that's the key to that scripture. That whosoever believeth. Not everyone is going to benefit from, from the son if they don't believe. But the ones that believe shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. All right. So we must have God's word in our mind in order to change our course. In order for us to obtain to a particular soundness, power, and love that will bring about a peace. Are you following? Now I'm going to sow the seed, which is the word of God. And you are the ones that are going to determine what ground that seed falls upon. But however, as one that soweth, I'll be watching for the fruit. Do you understand what I mean? Jesus gave us the parable how a sower went forth to sow, did he not? And he gave us all kind of reasons why um, the seed didn't produce. Is that right? Hallelujah. And that would be something good for uh, you and your time of study to revisit. Hallelujah. Because what it's doing and, and it's going to let you know firsthand for you to get to see your own self what kind of ground your heart is. Yes, sir. So we're going to sow the word of God in hope that there would be an increase. In hoping that there would be a yield here this morning. Okay. Hallelujah. Now, God has showed over the years uh, that the fruit of this particular ministry right here is, is approved by him. He's honored it. He's actually honored it. And I'm sure that he's going to continue to keep on and on and on and on. Because when your direction is set, let me use this word right here. Set your affections on things above and not on the things that is earth. Now, you can't expect for God to be using you in a great capacity when your affections are distorted. That's right. If your affections are not on the things above, don't expect to be used of God to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead, to cast out devils. Don't expect to, be, to live holy, to be holy, to walk holy, and have a perfect soundness of mind, a pure and true nature. Because wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. Is that making sense? Is that making sense? Well, last night I was talking about an analogy. If I, um, let's say I had $10,000 right here. And we have this small congregation this morning. I said, okay. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Well, I, I will pick um, 10 of you. Which one of you ten want to volunteer for this $10,000 to receive it? But in order for you to get it, you have to answer a question. So the ones that, you know, if you pick or if you just say everybody, everybody will say, hey, right here. Man, I'll take that, boy. Hey, what's the question? Hmm? And I'll say something simple like, for instance, who can uh, find in the Bible what Ezekiel, the third chapter, 
the fifth verse says. Can you find it and read? Because everybody will go, yeah. And I say, okay, since all of you found it, now which one of you would be willing to give up this $10,000 since all of you found it? That test alone, we're going to find out where your heart is. Hallelujah. Isn't that true? Because only one can get it. Or we could just put it out there on the floor and say, all right, first one to it. <laughs> Let me submit something to you. I think that uh, the treasure of the kingdom should be held in greater respect. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I really do. Let's go over here to Proverbs, the second chapter here for a second this morning, all right? Everybody doing fine this morning, I hope. Hallelujah. We're preaching to the land of the living. Hallelujah. Listen very closely. My son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, did you hear that? Now, in order to understand that particular verse right there, we have to understand where, it had, where they have to be hidden. Isn't that right? Amen. David said, I will hide thy word in my heart that I might not do what? Sin. Because if the word is not in the heart, you will for sure right. sin against God. Right. Is that a good understanding? Yes, now, listen very closely. Now. So that thou, look at this. Incline thine ear unto wisdom. And apply thy heart to what? Understand. That means you give your heart to understand. Give yourself over to understanding. Alright, look at this. Yet, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as what? Silver. Now I just gave an analogy of $10,000 right here and we had that and boy, hey, well, everybody who was chosen for that one would be seeking it, wouldn't he? But yet and still, God wants us to hold wisdom Amen. in greater value oh, yeah. That's right. than this old fleshly monetary thing that's only going to feed your natural existence for a short period of time. And then after that, it perishes. God says, seek her, look, seek her. If thou was seeker her as silver and search her for her as what? Hid treasure. So wisdom is just not going to fall off in the people's lap. It's something that's got to be searched for. It's something that's got to be sought after. Just like someone would seek a treasure. Isn't that right? Is it also answering the reason why a lot of people don't have wisdom today? Because wherever your treasure is, there will your heart. Be also because that's what that's the direction of the heart. Your heart goes towards its treasure. Whatever is important in life to you, that's where your heart goes. Hallelujah. We're gonna make a connection just to show you how that uh, over in Hebrews eleven verse one. We'll start there. We're gonna show you how that all this connects and intertwine. It's all right. It's all related. Are you following me? And look what it says. Then shalt thou understand what? The fear of the Lord. 
If you will seek wisdom, just like silver, in other words, just like you would money, as just like a hidden treasure, then you would understand the fear of the Lord. Is that right? Now, the Bible tells us in other scriptures that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Did y'all hear that? It is the principal thing. It is the beginning of wisdom. And everybody wants wisdom. Are you following me? Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth come of knowledge and understanding. So somehow, somewhere you're going to get past that when you come here on Sabbath that you're looking at the image of Pastor Dow, but you're hearing the word of the Lord. You know, because sometimes we look at man and we go, well, I don't have to listen to him because he's just a man. I agree with that too. But if that man is drawn from a well that doesn't come from the perspective of man, and then we're going to be intelligent enough to be able to put the source in the right perspective. Hallelujah. And we're going to realize that we're not listening to a man. Hallelujah. Because by the time this word come out of our mouth and get to you, God is all in it. He is all in it. And he's speaking to your heart. To try to draw you as his people. Is that right? Hallelujah. For the Lord giveth wisdom in his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk upright. That means he's a protector to them that walk upright. Did y'all understand that? Look at this. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Remember the angel of the Lord is encamped around about them that fear him. See how the word is when it's, when it's in the heart. It comes, it's just like a wellspring. When it's in the heart. Are you following me? When the word is in the heart, it affects your life. It affects the way you perceive. The way you understand, the way you think. The word does. Changes your perspective on everything. Because your treasure is different. Hallelujah. Look what it says now. Then shalt thou understand righteousness. Notice, all this comes before you can understand righteousness. All of this comes before you can understand righteousness. Don't we want to understand it? Don't we have questions why we have to do all this and why this and, and why come God says this and, and, and why does the prophet says that in the word? The prophet said it. Why the apostle said it? Don't we want to understand it? Sure. Well, we got a lot of things we have to do first. Yeah. You see, I just got finished talking to you about truth is a doorway. And truth is progressive. And if you want the knowledge of the holy and understand the holy, you've got to apply your heart unto wisdom. And before you can apply your heart to wisdom, you first got to have the principal thing, which is the fear of the one who giveth it. Because that fear brings all reverence and respect. 
And in that fear, you won't mind divesting yourself of things that hinder you in order to serve him. All the saints of the Most High know that everything they've got because it's been given to them. Because he's the one that said that um, he closed the lily of the fields. Can't he clothe you? Hallelujah. So don't let life deceive you thinking that by your hand you can get certain things, obtain certain things, and do certain things. Because without him you can do nothing. And I know what the mind of the flesh will do. It will deceive us. Hallelujah. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and, and what? What is that, brothers and sisters? What is that? Yeah, what is that, brothers and sisters? Dad Megs gave a good answer. You see, we want answers for everything, but we don't want to pay the price for it. We want somebody else to pay the price, then that way we can be a benefit of it. But you have to understand something. If you're benefiting from what somebody else has, and you yourself are not a partaker of it in the principal thing, then you don't have it. Amen. It's only with you for a time being. It can't go with you. It can't be a part of you. Do you understand that? And we often say the Lord is with me. Isn't that right? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we want Jesus with us everywhere we go. Not because we're in a certain dwelling place. Amen. Thank you, Father. So true. Hallelujah. Amen. Then shall the understanding of righteous and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy when? When? Do you understand this? When wisdom entered into thy heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. We're going to talk a little bit about fear and faith. All right? Fear and faith. And there is keys to God's word. One of the major ones is his obedience. And only those who can obey God will understand his, we just read it, his intent, his very thought and his reasons for everything. Do we understand? Now, most will continually to question but never understand because we are constantly looking for a loophole that will allow us to continue in our way of life. The way that we are. So we can experience what we would call so-called uh, pleasure. Now, you're going to have to listen to me real close. I hope you had Hebrews 11.1. You're really going to have to listen to me real close this morning, all right? What is faith? Everybody wants to know what faith is. Don't they? We often hear it all the time. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. We know what the scriptures teach us that God has dealt and he has given to every man a measure of what? Faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. Is that right? All right. Now listen very closely. 
How do you know you have faith? You see, a lot of people think that faith is just something you believe. That's not faith. Let's look at the definition of faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is the what? Substance. Do you understand that? In other words, it is the actual cause of existence. Now faith is the substance of things what? Hope for and the evidence of things not seen. So what is faith then? Faith is something that is real. Hallelujah. But you can't see it. Faith is best defined in hope. Everybody in life have hopes for different things. Is that right? Everybody have Yeah, you do. But that hope doesn't come to pass unless there's faith. Because it says that now faith is the substance. In other words, you know, we talk often about call the things that are not as though they were. Jesus said, if you can believe, then you shall have what you say. Is that right? But it has to start with faith, and that faith has to come from a hope. The hope is what's real. The faith is what's real. You don't believe me? You look, hey, let's define a little bit. Let's give a little bit of insight and hope, all right? Now, everybody has a hope for something in the future. Everybody in here, I don't know your heart. I don't know the communication of your heart, but you've got a hope for something in your future. Yes, you do too. And that hope, you know what that hope is? That's faith working. Because if you stick with that hope, then guess what? That faith is going to bring to pass. What you hope for, the substance of the thing that you hope for, that faith will bring it to pass. Because that faith won't let you waver until that hope comes to pass. Is that making sense? Y'all chewing good? You thought about some of your hopes? Hallelujah. Let me let you into my hope in life. You know, I'll give you the opportunity, chance to view the doors of my heart. And what's in them. Before I was saved, my hope was, I had a lot of hopes in life. But then after God saved me and filled me with his Holy Spirit, my hope changed. Now, my hope is to see Jesus. Do you have a hope in anything else? No. I really don't. I'm telling you my heart truth. Am I making sense? I don't have a hope to go to the moon. Now I'm just talking. Don't let me, because I'm defining what my hope is, condemn you in your hope or convict you in your hope. I'm telling you what my hope is. My hope is to see Jesus in the beauty of holiness. My hope is to obtain the kingdom. My hope is to walk through the gates into the city. My hope is to see my name written down in the Lamb's book of life. And as a result of that, my walk of faith shows my hope. 
I don't have ambitions for a bigger home, a greater house, or lands, or, or many, many miles and, uh, of rivers and, and gold and silver in abundance and all that. Uh-uh. That may come because of the way my walk is yes. in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But my hope is to see Jesus. It's my hope. Now, let your hope be whatever you want to be. But I'm telling you what my hope is. And because that is my hope. That's my faith. Are you hearing? I hope that this is your faith. But that's my faith. And because it is my faith. And is the substance of things I hope for. It charts the very course of my life. Every step. And everything that I do. It's all centered towards that hope. You know, some people have a hope of being a doctor. But notice, that hope can't come to pass unless you go through some, a certain aspects in life. You know what will carry you through to that hope? Faith will. See, faith is the substance of things Hope for what do you hope for? I told you my hope. That's that's the only reason why I exist in life. And I'm telling you the God honest truth. The only reason why I exist in life because I have a hope. And that's the truth. Are we understanding this? All right now. Now, do you need faith for something that has already come to pass? No. You don't need faith for something that's already come to pass. I can tell you for things that I hope for in life, and because I hope for them, time passed by and I kept the faith, it was given to me. So I don't need any more faith for something I've already hoped for. Is that making sense, brothers and sisters? He that have ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. He that have ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Am I making sense, saints? Do y'all get this? Hmm? Now, do you have to have hope for faith if it's already come to pass? No, in neither one of those you have to have anything because it's already here. It just proved to you something that is true. That since faith is the substance of things, hope. Four. Are you following me? Now you know what faith is. Is that making sense? You know, there's this song, and uh, I was shouting across the room this morning in the house. I said, Hi, song goes to the girl. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. His righteousness I dare not trust The sweetest frame But wholly leaning On Jesus' name On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is 
sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand that's the truth Lord knows it's the truth hallelujah listen to Jesus Matthew 6 19 lay up not for yourself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust do corrupt and whereas thieves break through to steal but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do of what? Corrupt. So where is Jesus telling his people to put your treasures, brothers and sisters? Where is Jesus telling you to put your treasures, brothers and sisters? In heaven. His instruction is lay up not for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust do corrupt, where the thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures where? In heaven. You know the reason why we get so deceived about treasures on this earth? Because that's where our hope is. And we don't understand that our hope is distorted. Yes, sir. That's the reason why we have so many heartaches and sorrows. We have displaced hope. That displaced hopes mean we don't have our priorities in the right order. Amen. Can somebody say amen? amen. Mm. I know somebody saying talk preacher. Amen. Keep on talking preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't this beautiful? You listen real close and the Lord will bless you. Listen real close. Where neither mark nor rust do corrupt where these do break through and steal. Is that right? For where your treasure is. Where's your treasure at? It's where your heart is. Is that right? For where your treasure is where your heart is. There will your heart be also. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye be single, the whole, thy whole body shall be full of life. Is that right? Yes. Now, a good question is to ask is this, where's your eye? I will read that again. The light of the body is the eye. Yes, sir. If therefore thine eye be single, you wouldn't believe how many things catch our eye. Hallelujah. Huh? Thy whole body shall be full of light. So where's your eye? But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of what? Dark. Dark. Do you understand, brother and sister, that your eye, if you don't understand your eye, it's going to distort the light, and all you're going to see is darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness. Now, you know the Bible warns us all, all the time about things in this world that will choke out the kingdom of God in you. Let's go back for a moment in the space of time. You remember when Jesus first revealed himself to you? You got filled with his Holy Spirit. You remember the love you was engulfed in? And how you just wanted to stay there and not, not go nowhere else. Just wanted to stay right there that whole time. Huh? What you didn't see is that God said, yeah, I got your arms, but you got to grow up. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, he still got your hand. But see, what we don't understand is God never interferes with the will of man. We guide Jesus well. We want him to go in our life. When you get sick and tired, you can call on him. He'll be there. You may not like his answers, but he'll be there. But when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll take any answer. Especially when that answer is going to deliver you from the course that you're going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the spirit is trying to talk to us this morning. He, he really is. He's trying to minister to us this morning. He really truly is, brother. So the only thing he's trying to do is just draw closer to him. Draw me nearer, nearer than before to the cross there thou hast died. Draw I hope y'all don't mind my, my, my little moment of love, uh, love affair up here. A merry heart do a good like a medicine. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm in love. Because he's been so good. Hadn't he been so good? And he's so sweet. Hallelujah. If you've known bitterness, then you know sweetness. Because you know Jesus sweeter than a honey and a honeycomb. All it life deals a hand of bitterness here and there, but when you get a taste of honey. Ah, hallelujah. Boy, time will fail me to talk about how good he is. I may grab his mic a hundred times today and sing. Because he put a song in my heart. So I said, well, Pastor Dow, you can't sing. I ain't talking to you. I ain't singing to you either. He says, he says, he says, son, make a joyful noise. I hear it. I'm a noise maker. Hallelujah. Sister Carol, Ashley, them, they the singers. I'm a noise maker. Hallelujah. Glory to the king. He receives it both. Hallelujah. Boy, let me get on. Mm. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one. And love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. God and mammon. So what is sometimes our hope that is this place does? Let's just be real, brother and sister. Sometimes this hope that we have in us is superficial. 
Sometimes our hope is displaced after we come to the King of Glory because our, our ambitions don't change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our course don't change. And sometimes our eyes dark when it should be full of light. Glory to the King. Sometimes our hope is made and put into displaced treasure. And that treasure is leading to darkness. Because we don't have it in a proper order. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you will to do my will, then you shall ask of me. See, we don't understand that principle. What we want, we want God to give us, give us, give us, uh, uh, bow us over with all type of eternal blessings, natural blessings, but we don't want the hope of the kingdom first in our lives. Because I'm going to tell you what that's going to do. See, what you're going to do is you end up serving yourself. And that's why Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. See, when you're serving God and your ways please him, he can give to you and it won't corrupt you. He can give to you and your eye won't turn dark. He can give to you and your path will not be distorted. Weeds won't grow over and the trees and leaves fall on it where you can't see clearly which way you're going. Lord to the king. That's why we ask, where's your faith is? Because where your faith is, we know what the, your hope is. Because faith is a substance of things hoped for. And so a lot of times, we're walking by our head and not by our heart. Glory to the king. Mm-hmm. Man, if, you, if your head is anything like my head, it'll mess you up. Your head will send you in a mess. Am I talking to anybody in here this morning? Anybody here this morning? All right, let's go on here for a second. Come on now, brother and sister. See, what we need to do is we need to determine today, this day, are we following God from our head or are we following from our heart? Hmm? Hey, because most people follow God from their head. And the main reason why they do it, and that's, hey, like I said before, that's the reason why they're in trouble today too. Because see, all, you know what happens in your head? All kind of thoughts arise. And if you don't know the meaning of those voices, where do you think your head going to go? Come on. Let me just be real with you, brother. So your head has is, is been the main reason for the cause of all your trouble in life. Your head. And for you wise, I'm not talking about your husbands either. I want to clear that up real quick. Hallelujah. Let me go ahead and knock the notion of that devil out of the people's mind. Pow! Real quick. I'm on it, ain't I? Yeah, I am too. Hallelujah. That's why he gets so much response. But the truth is, your head will fight against God. Yeah, it will. And when a man is born again, his heart wants to follow God. Did y'all hear that? The head says, I feel, I believe in my opinion. You ever heard the head say that? You ever heard of your head say that? Huh? The heart says, what does God say? Is it in God's word? Uh-oh. The head says, this is my feeling, my opinion, my belief. 
And this is what I'm going to do. But the heart says, I'm going to follow the Lord. What does his word say? That's why David said, I will hide thy word in my heart that my head won't sin against you. So I said, wait a minute, Pastor Dowd. I said, I know what it says. No, you don't. You think you know what it says. I'm telling you what it says. I will hide thy word in my heart that I might not do what? Sin against you so that your head won't sin against him. Because where's your eye at? In your head. Praise the Lord. We here. We are here this morning. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> See, the heart always wants to follow God's word when it's begotten of the Father. Because the heart just longs after the Father. It's just, it's just totally in love with him. The problem in the assembly is this most will not allow themselves to be washed by the word of God. See, baptism washes away sin, but the word washes Amen. your heart. Last Sabbath, we were talking about a lot, a lot about mind, was we not? Most believers today will not, I said will not, put on the new man. Let's just read this, Colossians 3.10. Let's just tell the truth. We look it out in this world today. You know what people want to be saved? People want to be saved wearing the same old dirty clothes. In other words, people want to be saved with the same old dirty fleshly corruption. Look at them looking at me. Come on. You know, the word is a discerner. It discerns the thought and the intent of what? A man's heart, don't it? Yeah, it does. All right now. Hey, I, I want y'all to understand. I hope that you, you're with me in the word, and I understand you may not see it that way. I understand that. <laughs> we dealt with that too, hadn't we? Yes, Hallelujah. I hope we understand that, but we understand the reason why people see things a certain way. Is that right? All right, look at this. I'll tell you what. I won't turn over there, but I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go, I'm going to start a little bit early. How about the... Uh, the ninth verse. All right? Are you ready? Lie not one to another. Is that right? Seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Did y'all hear that? You know there's a reason why God don't want you to lie to each other. We'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later. But there's a reason why God commands obedience in these areas. All right? Listen to this. Boy, all this, you know, you could read the whole chapter and it'd be good. Let's start the fifth verse. Colossians 3, 5. Mortify therefore your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Concupiscence means evil desires. Or your desire, Period. Needs to be mortified. For which thing sakes the wrath of God come upon the children of disobedience. In the which ye also walked sometime when you lived in them. Did we not? 
All right. But now, ye also put off all these. Do what with these? Put them off. That means change your nature. Change your character. Anger. Wrath. Malice. Blaspheming. Filthy communication out of your mouth. God said do what? Put it off from among you. Is that right? Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have did what? What's the action? Put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man. You put on the what? New man. Don't tell me you don't know how to put off. Every night before you go to bed, you take off your clothes. In the morning you wake up, you put on some new clothes, don't you? So don't tell me you don't know how to put on, put on. Hallelujah. But see, this has to do with putting on the nature of Christ and putting off the, the evil wickedness of the old man or the old flesh yes sir and it all comes at an act of your own free will yes sir and look what he says and have put on the new man which is renewed here we go and put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge how's the new man renewed in knowledge so if you can't see what I'm saying I understand the reason why come you can't see what I'm saying if you still walk in the old way and trying to understand the new ways of the new man, it's going to be an impossibility. What do you got your hand up for, bro, Shane? Oh, I forget that stuff. I'm making this this morning because Brother Buddy, he, he really enjoyed the DVDs. He's like, wow, finally, it's like I'm at home. Old brother buddy, huh? And we'll have a deliverance workshop this year. He'll come. Get some of y'all a chance to meet old faithful brother buddy. Hmm? Brother buddy's the one who gave us that printer down there, that copier. Sure is nice to know the saints of the most high, though, isn't it? Now, my, I'm still dealing with faith, okay? I don't want y'all mind to lose from that, okay? I know that y'all had some light bulbs go off finally after all these years of reading that Bible. I told you that's the reason why we're here, to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, I've seen all the light bulbs go off. Bing, 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 bing. And I've said, I've been thinking, how many times have I said that? I said, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like, Wow! I just heard it for the first time in my life, and I'm. <laughs> Bless the name of Jesus. I know at this time, it's the way you put it. The hungry man don't care which way the butter spread, put on the bread. Y'all cold? Nope. I know I should know better to ask that question in here. All right, you ready, Brother Shane? All right, look at this thing. Colossians 3.10, he said, And now put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him, look, after the image of him that created him. Did y'all hear that? When people refuse to put this word in their heart, they refuse to be renewed. And they refuse to put on the image of Jesus Christ. That's the reason why we hold fast our traditions, our own opinions and ideas, because we don't want to be conformed to the image of his dear son. We want to keep our same old dirty image. But the Bible says right here, 
and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. So how's the new man renewed? In knowledge. So if you're tired of wearing the same old dirty clothes, spend some time with Jesus in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. If you're tired of the devil whooping the fire to your mind, then get some knowledge of his, his word in you. Praise the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. You tired of being oppressed and depressed and obsessed? Then put the word of God in you. Get some renewing into you if you're really truly born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? All right. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. For the which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So the outward man is perishing, but the inward man is what? Renewed day by day. See, our problem is, is that we're too busy trying to make this old man to try to make sense with this new man. And, or either we're trying to compromise and get them both to come to an, a, peace, a peace agreement. So we can walk right down the middle and hold this hand and hold this hand and think we can go all be happy and go on off into the kingdom like that. Now somebody got to die. And Christ's not going to die no more already been dead once. Hallelujah. What you got to do is hate the way of the old man. And you've got to develop and have a love affair with the new way and the new man. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You wouldn't believe how often I'm misunderstood because of what I say. Because I have to always deal with people who don't know my intent, where I'm coming from. They're coming from their old man of understanding. And then I get accused, abused. Yeah, I do. Misrepresented, lied on, everything else because they don't know what I'm talking about. Because they're trying to discern what I'm saying from the old man, the flesh, rather than the new man, which is quickened and made alive in Christ. Why do you think people look at you cross-eyed sometimes you speak the word of God to them? You can't put old wine in the new bottles? Is this making sense? Is that what Jesus said? What would happen if you put old wine into old wine skin, new wine skins? Oh, you can't put new wine into old wine skins. If you put new wine, yes, new wine. You can't put new wine in old wine skins. What are you going to do with new wine in old wine skins? And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to put the new man of Christ Jesus into this old nasty flesh. Praise the Lord. Here we are born again, filled with his blood, walking hand in hand with the kingdom and stuff. Yeah, we are filled with his Holy Spirit. And we're trying to say, okay, God, whoo, I'm so glad I'm saved now. Good. Now I want to be able to still do the things I've always done. So I want you to come back in my flesh. All I hear is uh, uh, uh. I don't hear no amens because that's what we're doing. You can't put new wine into old bottles. You can't put new wine into old bottles. You cannot put new wine into old bottles. You are supposed to walk in the newness of life. Somebody, well, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and then you won't put them in your old nasty self. And we just have to break it down and get real. That's why he said you put away anger, malice, wrath, evil communication. You ever done that lately? Come on. Hmm? 
Hey, let's just tell the truth. You don't have to. You don't have to incriminate yourself and say who you talked about. But have you ever talked about somebody in the body of Christ lately? No, Sister Barbara, only one. Sister Barbara, only one. But at least this day, eternal life is coming to your house. The rest of them going to hell. See, now, let me bring us online. Because what we do, we don't consider it talking about nobody. We're not speaking life unto them, but we're speaking death. You know, we're concerned. Man, that sister's so wicked. Oh, she is. You know, you're talking about a friend of God. Come on, brothers and sisters. What I'm saying is, is that it's very simple. You can't be acting the same old way. You can't live the same old way. You can't be the same old person new in Christ Jesus. It's got to die. Yes, sir. No wonder we so depressed when we hear the word. Because we had our old man got to die, and boy, he ain't ready to die. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Look at this, Ephesians 4.22. That you put off concern in the former conversation. You know what a former conversation is? Anybody remember the old man or life? God said you need to put that off. Are you still comfortable? In your old manner of life, God said, that's things what we put off. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did, did I read that right? That you put off. Which There's a lot of putting off here, isn't it? That you put off the conversation. Do you put off concerning the former conversation? That means the manner of life, conduct, and behavior. The old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man which is after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This beautiful, isn't it? The only way this can happen, brothers and sisters, you've got to be transformed. You must be transformed. Amen? So, when we look at faith, and then we look at fear, we both see they both behave just alike. Both of them do. It confuses us sometimes, but they both behave just alike. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Fear is the, is the substance of things not hoped for, but you give it place. Think about it. If you fear, a fear is nothing... To, Nothing but projecting something to happen in the future. Is that all right? Is that what fear is? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Fear is the substance of things that you've got in your mind you don't hope for. But if you keep on thinking on it, it will come to pass. So we project fears. Yeah, we put them out there. We have a thought in our mind. And hope a thought in your mind. Boy, it's going to be a hard thing this morning. I'm plowing too, boy. If you ever experienced fear before, 
Fear communicated this to you. Something is about to take place and happen that I don't want to, but I'm too scared. Too scared of what? That it may happen. And you keep on thinking like that, then guess what? Don't blame God when it comes to pass either. Because God didn't give you the spirit of fear. That's why he teaches us to cast down thoughts, imaginations. Hey, you think about stresses for a second. What does stress do? Stress make you what? It gives you, puts you in a state of flight, don't it? Don't it put you in a state of flight? Yeah, it does. And we wonder why we got all these sickness and diseases going on in our body. I was listening to um, somebody last night that was talking about candida in the body. See, what happens is, is that we have all these flight states, and all these flight stations, not like flying in an airplane. These things that cause our adrenals whew, to work. And then we got all this adrenaline that's going out in the body and stuff, but it's not being used. It's just sitting there because it's being released. And then all the sugars come. And it's just sitting there. You ever had adrenaline for something? If you was doing something, but that adrenaline is being used by energy. Yes, sir. Is that right? It's being used by energy. But if you're sitting there in all these old fearful patterns and fearful states and adrenaline is not being used, you're putting yourself in a flight pattern, an autoimmune. You're sitting up for an autoimmune disease. And then what happens is, now I ain't going to go into breaking down all this again. We should already know this by now. But then what happens is all this sugars and stuff sitting in you, then what causes, what, what happens? Diseases. Bacterias form. In the body. And then we end up with all this yeast. Stuff we don't want. In our bodies. But we can't help it because we don't understand what's going on in our minds. So when we project fears, we give place to it. We actually are giving it energy whereby to come to pass. Now on the inside, in our confused mind, we're saying we don't want this. But we ain't doing nothing about it to keep it from happening. Which if we did what the word says, because the Bible doesn't teach us to run from anything. You go check out the armor. There's no armor for the back. God has told us to to, uh, face everything. Yeah, it does. But our society teaches us to internalize everything and put up a veneer like we're so tough. And on the inside, we're really destroying ourselves. Praise the Lord, Pastor Dow. Yeah, we are. So while we got this veneer because we're internalizing everything by not dealing with it, it's dealing with us. And so these fears keep on rehashing again and again and again and again in the minds. And we ain't doing nothing about it. So outside, we look like we got everything together and we're real tough and stuff. But inside, we got stuff we haven't even dealt with. But it is dealing with us, though. And it's showing up in sickness and diseases. It's showing up because our bodies are not acting the way that it should be acting. It's showing up because we've internalized fears. Rather than dealing with those fears head on, we've ran from them. Somebody say, I ain't run from them. If you ignore them, you're running from them. Because you're not dealing with them. I'm not talking about going back and rehashing same things over and over and over again. No, you put them things to rest. But I'm telling you, if there's something still going on in our bodies that shouldn't be, that's because it's something spiritually we're not understanding. You're telling the truth. 
Now, if we can understand what hope is, surely we can understand what fear is. And both of them are operating same principles, two different directions. That's, yes, they are. That's like conviction and condemnation. Both of them have the same feeling. Yes, they do. Both of them can be understand, understood the same way, but one leads to life and the other one leads to death. Am I making sense? Now, mind you, I'm not your enemy. You, your own worst enemy, you just didn't know it yet. I knew a long time ago that I had an enemy working in me that is in my flesh. Dwell of no good thing, but yours may be full of perfume and flowers and everything else, but mine don't smell too good. Lord be to the king. Hey, but look, people have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, phobias, claustrophobias, all, all, everything. Fear dark, fear day, fear night, fear, fear everything. And yet and still, nobody knows about them until they voice it to you. But you can see the evidence of something is wrong because of the body. Remember we always say that the body is a barometer to the spiritual realm? Yes, sir. Perfect peace. Would God grant unto him whose mind has stayed upon him. That's why I say be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That you put off the old man and all these things that concern it. And put on the new man which is renewed by the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. So you can't continue to keep doing the same things you've always done and expect change, brothers and sisters. It can't happen. It cannot happen. You have to change. Glory be to the king. And that's why early we start off, where's your affection at? Because when your affection is sit on things above, kingdom-minded people don't have to deal with a lot of these things. I'm sorry, folks, but kingdom-minded people don't have to deal with all these things. Because their affection is headed towards a certain place. And it's the, it's the principal thing. It's the preeminence. See, a lot of times if you listen, there will be an evil spirit will say, where they, they, they preach, he preaches and, and he just, they just don't want us to have nothing. Well, we ain't going to stop that because you're going to get something. I promise you that. Yeah, you are too. But that ain't what I said. Did I say that? No. Then why do you believe it? Why you accuse me as evil when you're the one that is internalizing that thought? I didn't say that. I know what the enemy says and working on the inside of the mind. It's up to you to understand what's going on after you're hearing the knowledge of truth that is unlocking all these mysteries that's going on on the inside of you. I keep telling you what the enemy's doing. What he's doing is trying to get you off course. What he's doing is trying to get you to walk down the dark path and not the path that shows the shining light. Yeah, he is. He's trying to get you to walk down the path that distorts the view of the way things ought to be. Amen. Jesus said, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Jesus also said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And the Bible also says the meek shall inherit the earth. So when it's all said and done, I'm going to own this whole thing anyway. But when I own it, it's going to be in a glorified state again because wherever the king is, that's where glory is going to be. If you get your pleasure in this mess, then you can have all you want. See, it's displaced though. You understand what I mean? 
The devil is trying to distort our minds and blind our eyes to the wrong things. What he's doing is trying to get your affections to be on the things of this earth. To where your whole ambitions, your thoughts, your ideas, um, your motivations, the way your feet runs, the way everything goes is based on how you can get it. How can you obtain it here and right now rather than getting in the kingdom to come in your heart right now. Then you shall inherit it all things. But what can you tell people though? What can you tell them? Because they ultimately still going to do what they want to do. And that's the problem because it's what they want to do. Ain't got to do with Christ, but it's what they want to do. Then some spirit come and tell you, yeah, we're trying to put you in the bondage. Can't nobody do it like that spirit because every time he wags his tail, every time he says a word, you're, that, you're all ears. Every time, every time the spirit and the bride say come, you defend yourself against that. Because you're familiar with this other spirit who's been lying to you, keeping you in a mess all these years. Made your life a miserable wreck. Because we're trying to serve God with our head rather than our heart. And we can't serve God with our heart unless his word is in us because we don't know his mind until his word is in our heart. Oh, we right on point, ain't we? We right on point. So you'll spend all your energy, your, your hope. Your hope is, is, is uh, I want to be the president of the United States. What and where you want to do that for? Why would you want to take a diminished role like that? When you can have the highest calling there is to be a saint. Because there ain't going to be no presidents in the kingdom. Praise the Lord! Oh, I know, I know we, we out of this world, ain't we? So we is, but we ain't out of our mind. Amen. I'm telling the truth, brother and sister. That's the reason why. You know, believe it or not, actually, people come here to get miserable. People come here and hear the word and actually get more miserable than when they was when they came. It shouldn't be that way. That ain't my intent. But when you listening to the old man, Amen. when you trying to, here you are getting all this good, pure, unadulterated, uncompromising word, and he, he, he is clothed in righteousness, and then you trying to go put on the filthy garments of your old man, old way, old flesh, no wonder you ain't comfortable. Amen. It's kind of like having that, that, that fabric on your skin causes you to itch. Getting church in. <laughs> Clock looking. <laughs> Got to go to the bathroom every five minutes. <laughs> Wherever your treasures is, that's where your heart going to be also. See, so the, the enemy has hoodwinked us and deceived us. He has put thoughts in our head, and we've lived those thoughts. We believe those thoughts. And we've protected ourselves against the one that bought us. Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
And all this time when we should have been dealing with things that is trying to alter and change our very makeup, we um, ignore them or run from them, don't deal with them, try not to think about them. There's a difference between trying not to think about and casting down. Try not to think about it, just putting it off for another time. Casting it down is making a full end of it. Amen. Am I making sense? And that's why you desire to obtain and you have not. It's the wrong hope. You know there are people out there that's got everything that this world to offer and they're miserable. And believe it or not, their faith worked because they hope for all that. And they're still miserable. We don't want God's people to be like that. We don't want God's people to be like that at all. Hebrews 5.14 says, But strong meat belong to them that are full age, even by, look at this, look at it says, even those who by reason of use have exercised their senses to discern good and evil. What good is it for you to know good and you don't know evil? The good is not what is deceiving us, folk. It's the evil that is deceiving us. It's the, it's the evil that we're protecting that's trying to make itself, it's past itself all, trying to make you think that it's our friend. Now, you understand it? Now, it ain't no good if you're going to remain ignorant to knowledge and continue to embrace death. Whatever you do, whatever decision, whatever voice you listen to in life, each one of them have a meaning is leading you a certain way. There's a voice that leads you in the pathway of righteousness, and there's a voice that leads you in the path of death. And that's why you have to be careful the people you listen to. Because every voice, according to this word, it says, has a meaning. Every voice in this world, I don't care. I don't care if they're your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, your, nephew, your aunt. It makes no difference. Every single voice, because they're spirit, they have a meaning. And they're either going to lead you in a path of righteousness or they're leading you in a path of dark. There's no in-between. Now, a lot of people may have good intentions, but that don't mean that their intents are good. Am I making sense? Am I making sense, brothers and sisters? What good is you to go out here and um, um, want to help everybody out in the world and you never give them Christ? Amen. Well, to what purpose did that serve? Did that make your flesh feel better? Are you going to wake up in the morning and say, I feel good about myself? We're just being real, brothers and sisters. See, when your affections are on the, on the things that are above, it changes everything in your life. Hallelujah. That's why wisdom cry. All the time it does. Amen. All condemnation. All. Con anybody know what condemnation feels like? All condemnation is of the devil. All condemnation. Our problem is, is we try to say conviction is condemnation. They both communicate the same thing. Condemnation and conviction. One is of God, the other is of the devil. But because God's people's mind are so twisted and we don't know the difference, we really truly don't know the difference. Amen? 
We call it condemnation when someone is telling us the truth that convicts us of sin. Because our mind is in a certain state. You know when somebody's condemned because they continually to run from the problem. You know when someone's convicted because they run to the problem for a solution. Now making sense? A person that's condemned, they run from a problem, make excuses about it, but one that is convicted, they want solutions. Now, I don't want to fool around with all this mess. I'm miserable. I don't looked at the attributes of this thing. I want deliverance. And that's what this is all about, brothers and sisters. Jesus wants to deliver us and give us a life of peace, but the enemy who's not around the next corner or in the haunted house or in some backwoods Africa tribe or down in Zimbabwe or up in Scandinavia. No, the enemy of your soul dwells in your own mind. That's the one that's been controlling and moving and shaking you all these years. But when the life of the Holy Spirit, Christ comes in, he's not going to force his will upon you. He will communicate with you. And his desire is to bring you to Zion, remember. His desire is to bring you to knowledge and understanding. But when you have displaced hope, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, it would distort the real view of Christ. That's why people can't go to the doctors and get no deliverance. They would never get deliverance from a doctor. They can't deliver you. Only Christ can. They would try to mask your symptoms. Mask your disease. Yes, they will too. With their drugs. They won't do anything about the spiritual condition and the problem of it. Only Jesus can do that. And it takes the knowledge of the holy for that. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. So don't tell me we don't know how to have faith. So we do know how to have faith then. Yes, we do too. And then the second part of that is to wait patiently. Amen. When, when Sister Carol and I got married, she had hope to have children. A whole lot quicker than I did. Isn't that right? And, that, and her faith bought the past what she hoped for. Yes, she did. How many of you ever hoped for a certain car? Did you ever get it? You got it, huh? Did you hope for it? Hmm? It's one thing about things in this world, boy, you get it and then... I remember when we was children. used to celebrate that satanic holiday called Christmas. We asked mom and daddy for all these... We asked mom and daddy for all these toys and then wait for Santa Claus to deliver them. Mom and dad get us all these toys. And what a twisted mind. She, they get all these toys, right? And we knew full well where they were. They were always in the closet in mom and dad's bedroom. <laughs> Isn't that right, mom and dad? Yep, see? And what wasn't in the closet was in the trunk of the car. Is that right? Yep. 
See, we knew. And then we come in, blaring, wake up in the morning. Next day, the thrill is gone. That's what the things of this world does. You work so hard to obtain it and get it. When you got it, the thrill is gone. But boy, when your affection is set on the kingdom, you got it. You just like that man that found the pearl of great price. Boy, he found that thing. Boy, he sold everything he had. He was full of joy. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I finally got it. And that's how it is when you seek Jesus and you find Jesus. You're like, whoa, all I've been looking for all my life. He's all I need. Yay! So then when you finally find him, everything in your life. I'm just look, let's use me for an example. Everything in my life from the time I met Jesus has all been set for one course. Anytime my vision get dim, or if I veered off course, it was that word that was hid in my heart. Because his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Whew, put me right back on course. Set my affections right back where they were. Hallelujah. So it's the Lord that's keeping it, isn't it? Hallelujah. I bless his holy name for it. Everybody out here in this world, they want a yacht. So they can go sit out on the sea, butt naked. And then when the kingdom come, all I got to do is just go walk out on the water. If I want a well, I say, well, come here. Come right here and let me jump on top of you and take me for a ride. Far-fetched, isn't it? It is for the mind that don't have God's word in its heart. But for the mind that's got God's word in his heart, ain't nothing impossible. Because didn't Jesus say, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast over the yonder? Did he not say that? I remember when I first born again, I had that mountain. I went out there, looked at a mountain, I said, all right, mountain, get up. Move over there right now. I sit and waited, too. I said, ain't nothing happening. So I thought I'd rephrase my words. I said in the name of Jesus, mountain, get up, move. All I felt was some wind blow. I thought it might have been happening just because the wind was getting ready to blow a little bit. I said, then I said, just a little bit. <laughs> And I was still tell you that that mountain's still sitting there. It wasn't until later on I found out that the mountains was the things that are in your way in this life. And then I understood that I had plenty of mountains in front of me. Hallelujah. 
Now, whenever there's a mountain in front of me, it, it better move. It ain't got no choice. It will move. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I, I, then I finally realized why that mountain didn't move. You didn't realize? I know the reason why. Am I the only one ever done stuff like that? Y'all been just as dumb as I have been, didn't you? I'm in a room full of dummies. Praise the Lord. At least we took note we've been with Jesus. Y'all done crazy stuff like that too? Yeah, but I went and got to understand the reason why. And y'all get to understand the reason why y'all didn't take place? I can tell you the reason why the mountain didn't move. Because I ain't God. He's the one that said every mountain is going to be made low. And every valley is going to be bought up. Yeah, amen. Yeah, you're talking about that one right there. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But I will tell you this, that I believe that we can still do today, but we don't do it because our faith has not been increased. I read in the Bible over here in the book of Acts, because you know when I start getting into stuff, boy, stuff start happening around here, don't it? I read in the book of Acts where a man was preaching to one man. Got finished preaching to him. When he got finished baptizing him, pew, he was off in another city. I believe that still happens today. I believe the reason why it's not happening today is based on the level of faith. Hallelujah. Now, just for a minute, I'm going to get back on this thing just for a second about the body. All right? You remember the, the man that was laying at the gate, beautiful. And the, the apostles came into him. He desired arms, did he not? Arms, arms, arms. What is he looking for? He's looking for something of substance. Was he not? Now, remember, the scripture says that the Lord know what you have need of before you even ask. You see, a lot of times you think that you want certain things because that's where your head is. But your heart is not in the right place. Amen. So the apostles came up to him and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to thee in the name of Jesus, rise and do what? Walk. Now, do you think he would have took back that blessing? Do you think he wants silver and gold now if he got that blessing? No, -uh, he's glad he's walking, wasn't he? Yeah, amen. Because why? Now that he walked, now he can work with his own hands and get some silver and gold. He ain't got to beg nobody no more. Praise the Lord. Isn't that the truth? So that's the power of the name of Jesus in here. You see, what we do is, let's just say, um, we do the muscle testing thing, okay? Let's, Cindy, come up here with Brother Doug. He always got something wrong with him. Isn't that Brother Doug? He, he always got something wrong with him. He does. <laughs> Come on over here. All right. Let's see how brother. See if his uh uh see check his liver. See if his liver's all right. Now what this is called muscle test. You got energy, right? Yeah, you do. Everybody been angry before? You been mad before? You expressed energy, didn't you? Yeah, you did. All right. You don't take his watch off. It don't make no difference. You can take all of it. He still's got something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> he still got something wrong with him. Yeah, he does. Don't he? Look at Miss. She agreeing. Is he strong? What about the liver? It's a little weak. Is it strong or weak? It's weak. Where is it at? The liver? Test again. All right, you see, Brother Doug's liver ain't no good. I told you, didn't I? I just picked something liver. That must have been a word of faith, word of knowledge, wasn't it? 
Where Nas brother? Where Nas? What? Isn't that something? Now watch this. All right, let's do that again. Here, turn sideways so the saints can see. All right, see if his liver is any good. Check to see if his liver. Everybody seeing this, right? See, we told you always a good example, brother. His liver ain't no good. All right, now watch this. Watch this. Hold it a second. Come right here. All right, your liver's right here, right? All right, look at me. In the name of Jesus, I command for this liver to be strong. I command all toxins to release out of his liver right now in Jesus' name and to function properly. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. All right, now watch this. Watch this. Watch Cindy test the liver. Liver be strong. Watch. Test the liver. Look. Can't get his arm down. See what I mean? Now somebody say, ah, oh, Pastor Dow, you know they try to call the apostles witches, call Jesus a witch. And I'm serious. I did mindset of this word. Hold on, he need an overhaul because he got everything wrong with him. I'm serious, he does. He got everything wrong with him. I'm just like, I'm kidding, don't you? Now what he needs to do is, see, we do this one time and we know that it's working. It's there. It's true. But he needs to carry on that same prayer, that command daily for at least 20 or 30 days. Just keep on going. Is that right? Check his liver. Check his kidneys. That's why, see, we have to, see, what Sister Josie does is she needs to have a hope that she's going to see again. Did y'all hear what I said? I don't think it is. Quote the scripture, faith is the substance of thing. You can't hope for a cookie. You got to hope for your lip. Yeah, amen. You got to hope for your eyes to see again. Isn't that right? So we had to increase. Didn't God he take us from faith to faith and glory to glory? Anyway, what else he got wrong with him? His pancreas. That's because he eating candy bar this morning. <laughs> I ain't, we ain't going to do nothing about that. That just, I mean, you can, but you know what I mean. Die, look at him. Yeah, go on. Have a seat, brother. You're going to have problems. <laughs> but anyway, y'all see that though, right? That's pretty simple, all right? So what we, see, what we do is because we've been trained religiously, we'll, we'll go and attack something, do something, we'll watch God uh, deliver, and then after that, we'll finish with it. And we never take into account that if we don't do nothing to change our way of doing things, then we're going to put ourselves in the same old mess and same old shape again because we don't get responsible. We need to be responsible. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, who got some back pain? You got some back pain? Come on up here. It just started. What do you mean it just started? Oh, a couple days. Where at? Right now. What's wrong? Okay, come on up here and pray for Ashley. You know how to do it? Y'all, y'all make me happy. Y'all make me proud. Y'all know that. Look at him. Look at him. her back. No. She said she got a pain in her back. Okay. Okay. No, I ain't giving no direction. I want to see what y'all gonna do. I teach this stuff all the time, and I'm gonna watch y'all. Ain't that right? You gonna sit back and wear out past the for everything? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Huh? I'm wait. I'm talking to them. You supposed to bend on them. 
what y'all got to do, brother and sister, y'all got to learn how to pray, and then you got to stand on the word. God has given you the Holy Spirit and gave you the Holy Spirit for a reason. Is your pain gone? Okay, praise the Lord. Hmm? Some of y'all need some pain. Clocked upside the head. Isn't that right? We learn all these things. We see all these things. They take place and they happen with us because we are believers. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with what? New tongues. But you can't continually keep going out doing the same old things and expecting for God to keep on and on and on and on and on and on and on healing you. What you got to do is learn how to be more obedient. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, see, because we had just, what, a couple of months ago, we was dealing with Sister Josie Eyes. And I got the brother up here. I said, man, what in the world? Because she's got these little cataract things on her eyes. And we saw, we, you know, they got this, that's a little white thing. So we saw this thing disappear and then come back. We saw it disappear again and then come back again. So we hit it again. You know, we starving like it. We just keep going. We hit it again, disappear, come back. And we go, man, what in the world is going on? What in the world is going on? So what it is is we may have faith for these other things and may not have enough faith for this yet, so we have to grow in knowledge. Do you understand? Because Jesus is the only one that had, um, had the Holy Spirit without measure. But we are to increase in measure. Are you following me? We ought to continue to live our lives increasing in measure. So you can't be going out being happy one minute, then anger the next minute, and then not expect to eat the fruit of anger. Because you're going to get it worse because you know better. The world, they can do that all day long, but you can't do it because you know better. You've been taught better. You can't do that. All right? Um, who's got... Which one? Who's, who's got some yeast in here? Candida or something like that. None of y'all sisters in here got Misty does. She just had a Mountain Dew the other day. I sat there and saw her drinking the thing. She didn't do it but just make it grow up some more. Look at you. Don't be sassy with me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she? It, check her, see if she got it. She does have it. You won't be without it? You sure? Look at her. She said, I gotta have something. Didn't she? I heard that. You, didn't you say that? You hadn't had any seats, so you had to have some, some Mountain Dews. Okay. I know, Pastor Dow, you, you something else. You always talking about us. What do you do? <laughs> Nothing. How about that one? Oh, um, Lydia does. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to spend this time um, here for the next couple of hour, hour or two praying for each other because that's what God had taught us praying for each other because remember the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man do avail of much but you got to stop going out doing the same thing now I told you the yeast thing what it is we're dealing with a lot of stresses in our life this causes the adrenalines to secrete a whole bunch of, of sugar in the bodies and it has nowhere to go and then it starts bacteria starts forming and then we start holding all this stuff in us. And it, it develops into diseases. And that's where the body has, you know, it gets all this sickness and all these, all these headaches and all these eye problems and, and um, geese problems. And, and, and especially you women, boy, bless y'all heart. Man, y'all get stuff and you blow up like who knows what. Yeah, you do. 
men, they just, their organs just get destroyed and they don't know it because they think that they're all right. I'm telling you, men are just, I've watched it, I've been looking at this thing too long. I don't understand why women, they, they are aware more than a man will. And a man have the same problem. The same problem. It real. So we have to have a change of mind, okay? All right. Well, we bless the name of Jesus for all things, all right? But y'all really need to limit your sugar intake. You really do. I mean, once a week max. Why do you think we look different than the people out there in the world? Why do you think we look different? We do look different. Uh, Cindy's mother just passed away. And you know, here she is laying on the bed, getting ready to die. And the only thing that the medical institution can think about was getting her organs. Isn't that right? Your grandmother. Because at 71 years old, they, they, has been, they haven't seen organs like that in a 70-year-old woman. 71-year-old woman. They want to take organs. Then the heartless, cruel institution that these people trust in, here's um, Mr. Buster. His wife done passed away, right? And he's grieving because he's been married 51 years. 51 years. These pigs call him up at 3 o'clock in the morning asking him, can they have the tissue off his wife's body? <laughs> Look at Ashley. <laughs> I don't blame you. And, this is a, and then people trust in these medical professions. I'm not saying they trust in them because they ain't what she wanted to be at. What I'm saying is, do y'all understand the ideology and the, and the way that these people think and mindset? They could care less about you, your family, or anything. The only thing they care about is monetary gain. And to disturb a grieving man at 3 o'clock in the morning who wife done passed away with a phone call over the tissue of somebody, but I'd, I'd try to jump through that phone and strangle somebody. Amen. It's sad, isn't it? And then that's what people trust in. I'm talking about this world does. As if they're your friend. Let me tell you something. There ain't nothing in this world your friend but Jesus. And the Bible charges us to be good and to do good with one another. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to do. And I'm telling you, we're going to have to really get God's word in our heart and in our mind, brothers and sisters. Amen. We're getting ready to do this um, uh, great and mighty things and strong and, and these exploits. Because everything, everything's happening. Hey, Joe, is the economy going bad up there too? It is. It is going bad. Joe and Hannah, the best names. You glad to see them again. Hallelujah. The economy going bad, isn't it? Now, see, we told people that this was going to happen how many years ago? And, of course, here we are. We sitting out here making moves, doing what we know is getting ready to happen. And then people look at us. They call us crazy. We out of our mind. We ain't got no sense. We're a bunch of cult and all that. But now who's looking crazy? Now who's looking crazy? We ain't so crazy after all, ain't we? No, it is going to happen, brother and sister. Things ain't going to continue the way they are. Mm -mm. All this future, see these children right here? Y'all better, better get y'all hope all on Jesus. Because y'all ain't going to be able to live the life that a lot of opportunity that these people, these older people did. It ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. We, at the, we already said years ago at the beginning of sorrows, and now we're getting ready to walk off into this thing. And so life, as you know, the world's going to rejoice, but we are going to have tribulation. 
Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The world's going to rejoice. They're going to have a, a hey-do of a time. They're going to receive the man of sin. They're going to receive the mark of the beast. And they're going to be at peace. At least they're going to think they have peace. They're going to be all dancing and carrying on and partying hard and stuff. And our sorrow is going to be increased even the more so because we're going to be longing and yearning for Jesus to come. Yes, sir. Sorry to break news to you, but hey, I'd rather see the king come. I care less about our grandchild or grandchildren. I can't, man, I forget all that mess. I want to see Jesus. I'm just serious like that. I don't want you to be deceived, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you. But that's just the way it's going to be. Ain't nothing we're going to do about it. So we might as well just go and get on the king's side. Amen. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. You women, you trip me out. You women will have four, five, six babies, and every time you have a new baby, you act like it's the first time. What's wrong with y'all? Look at Mary. <laughs> she said, ain't me. Look at Fifi, Lord have mercy. I mean, I love babies. Don't get me wrong, I do. But y'all, come on, brother. Y'all know how to do this thing. It ain't hard. When it come, it'll come on time. Yes, Amen. Father, we thank you for your words of truth. May these sayings sink deep down in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Y'all start praying for each other. Now, Lydia, come on, Lydia. You say you want some prayer.